Yeah, I'm, fuck it. I'm, I'm ready to say this with, with, with all the chest, bro. I think LaMelo Ball is better than is going to be a better player than Zion. And I think he might already be better now. Okay, stop that. Stop, stop, stop. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Alright. Alright, welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to episode 9 of Pump Fakes and Hot Takes. I am your host, Chisom. With me today, we've got my boy Vinu and Noble. How are you guys doing this week? We're, we're almost at 10 episodes. How, how are you guys feeling? You excited? Ah, very excited, bro. <laughs> I'm finally, listen, the podcast was a good thing for me. It made the Knicks win. You see, all these years, I've been watching the Knicks be ass. They're starting to be a little less ass. So, yeah, I'm excited. How about you, Noble? I'm excited because stupidity still seems to run in Knicks fans. So, I'm excited to see how. <laughs> I'm excited to see yeah. what he's going to be saying like when that. it's double digit, when it's the 14th podcast and we're like, I don't know, four weeks, like two months into the season. Let's see if he can still hold the same chest. First of all, we're, your we're Knicks are in the 8th seed right now. We're in the 8th seed. We're in the 8th seed. Okay, okay, so first off, this is called Pump Fakes, uh, Hot Takes and Pump Fakes, yeah? So I just want you pump to... Pump Fakes and know. Hot Takes, bro. The guy don't even know the name. <laughs> no, 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 this is called yeah. Pump Fakes and Hot Takes. That's not exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> no, you okay. said you said Hot Takes and Pump Fakes, bro. Before you address me, address Vinu. The Knicks are 10th. <laughs> Y'all not even in the playoffs. No, we are in the playoffs, bro. We're 8th. Y'all 10th. Like, Look they, at the NBA like, standings right now. Bro, I'm looking at the NBA standards right now. Like I, I think, Ball I think it's 10. one of those just where, where they're tied for for eighth. Yeah, but they're behind but like three on games one and stuff. Like if if seeding was gonna happen today, y'all would be playing tying or saying y'all not. You guys aren't no, safe. No, no, You're no, not no. eighth. No, no, no. See, because our point differential is better than the teams behind us, apart from Charlotte. I don't know how that one happened. I think that might have been head to head. I don't know. But, it's head to head. That's what I'm saying. Head to head, hey, I hey, think hey, that you hey. lost. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. The NBA standings show one Philadelphia, two Milwaukee, three Brooklyn, four Boston, five Indiana, six Atlanta, seven Toronto, and eight New York, baby. The motherland. <laughs> the motherland. So New York is now the motherland, bro. The motherland, baby. Apparently. Ain't nobody telling me this shit. It's okay, right. though. Julius Randle, like I said, <laughs> Julius like Randle. <laughs> let's see if let's see if he keeps that same confidence when we're when we're like thirteen episodes in or fourteen episodes. You know what I call see, it right now? Is, episode if 15, there were fans in the stadium, they would be, be chanting Julius Randle for MVP. You said in the in the next stadium they're chanting uh, Randle for MVP. If there were fans there, they would be. He's leading us in points, rebounds, and assists, bro. Oh, obviously, because someone has to do it. It's the Knicks. Yeah, it don't take much bro. to do that. Bro, bro, you don't take bro. To do that, bro. Bro, bro, all I know is OKC is 13th in their conference and you shouldn't be speaking to me. So, <laughs> let's move on from this topic, yeah? Let's move on from this topic. Why is he start yeah. talking like if he wasn't in their conference, we wouldn't be fucking fighting the Knicks for their position? Yo, actually, yo, when... Hey, yo, but no, but it, is, is fighting the Knicks where you want to be as a franchise? Hey, no, exactly. obviously not. And any 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 conversation that has the Knicks in the same sentence and same breath is obviously geared towards it's failure. It's obviously about championships. It's obviously geared towards <laughs> failure. That's not, what, that's not what I'm trying to ascertain here. What I'm trying to post out is that, you know, 
we bowled that for a lot of seasons ever since our i told you since our inauguration take out one season and this season we've been bowling out we need to chill you got lucky in the draft Nick, we we wanted we wanted to see what Knicks fans feel like. Don't talk to me about luck, fam. You guys had the first up, pick, second pick, third pick. Who you, who have you been drafting, bro? Obi Toppin. You lost them all. Obi Toppin. RJ Barrett is that guy. You're the scumbag, man. Barrett is that guy. You drafted Porzingis and then traded him. What? Tell me, where's the logic? The only good trade you had, you traded him. Where's the logic in trading James Harden for Serge Ibaka? Tell me, where's the logic? Okay, we didn't trade Kick Harden for Sergio Baca. You need to shut the fuck up. We just traded Sergio him for Baca Jeremy up. Lamb. No, no, no. It was Jeremy yeah. Lamb and was uh, what's the, what's that's the other guy's name? Oh, the Daskin dude. No, but you know his name. I know you know his name. What? What's whose name? Say that again. The guy, it was Jeremy Lamb and someone else that you got back in the James Harden trade. No, no, Kenyon no. I'm Martin. not talking about who they got back. I'm not talking about who they got back. I'm saying they traded James Harden to keep hold. Oh, Sergio Barker. True. The motherfucker left anyways. Um, uh, let's not talk Where's, about where's that. Where's the logic? And even Sergio Barker. <laughs> Yo, I don't know why, your... but let me tell you something, yeah. People don't realize this, but for teams, any good team that doesn't win a championship goes through a lot of pain because all you get is your heart crushed over and over again when you had hope. With the Knicks, you don't even have hope from the start of the season. You're just wondering how we're going to fuck up this year. What, what what's, what's the agenda? How we, what we're trying to do? Are we trying to do 10 wins or 20 wins? Like That's what you're trying to figure out. Usually, I'm trying to say, oh, we have a shot. Yo, you know what? We could win a ring and then some heartbreak happens. Bro, I expected now that we're shit here to at least we'll be able to avoid the heartbreak. Why is D'Angelo Russell giving me Carl Anthony Towns vibes, bro? Why is he giving me reminders of shots that I don't need to remember? This man decided to pull up from, I don't know, 40 feet yesterday, just ice the game. He reminded me exactly of Towns did that to us one time from the top of the keyboard. He banked it in. Steph Curry has done the same to us. Clay done done the same to us. Lillard done the same to us. Bro, why do people just like taking sick, just like making sick buzzer bitters against OKC? It's like the whole league has an agenda against the team. I'm not even playing with you. You see, Wilt Wilt scored 100 on the Knicks. So, (laughs) we all been through. No, but you're talking about history. I'm saying, yo, bro, I'm not talking about when when we didn't have color TV, bro. I'm talking about now that we can watch things in HD. I'm seeing D'Angelo Russell, bro. I I can see the the splash, the split pack in 1080p, bro. Do you understand pain? Do you understand I pain? I trust Angelo Russell now, bro, before I, more than I used to. So, bro, look where he pulled up from. As Paul Judge would say, that's a bad shot. But it's not, it's not. You salty OKC fan. Hey, hey don't, don't become Paul George, bro. Bro, what do you don't, want don't me to do? Don't start blaming everyone else. Hey, what do you want just, me to do? Just, just, just put it on your chest, bro. <laughs> I can't, bro. My chest is not big enough. I don't took too many, too many astounding L's, bro. That's the thing. After a while, a man, you just break a man's spirit. I watched that game though, and decided that I'm not watching OKC again for the rest of this season. Why? What What should I do? To see Al Horford score 26 points? Is, is that is that where my joy is going to come from? I have bro, tuned up the Oklahoma City Thunder for the rest of the season. Come talk to me. Draft time, draft night, that's going to be my playoffs. Mm. There you go. Hey, now you're talking like this a is what the Knicks feel like. What? <laughs> <laughs> Either way, speaking, to- talking about L's, talking about L's, the whole Dallas Mavericks franchise right now is kind of an L. 
They've been, they been tripping up. They've been falling. They've been falling. They've been falling and they can't get up. Oh, man. This guy said L stands for Luca. Oh, man. That's rough, bro. <laughs> I, I didn't make the rules, bro. He just, he just played it. Yo, look. Yeah, the team has been horrible, bro. Last year, remember last year they were talking about them like they have this historic offense and it's going to change the yeah. NBA and this, that, and the third. Bro, Yo, everyone is figuring out. OKC's in front, bro. How does OKC have a better record than Dallas? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Sacramento has a better record than Dallas, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> this is not on to me. The Knicks have Dallas's pick this year. So Dallas, oh. yep. uh, keep it up, bro. <laughs> Porzingis, double agent Porzingis. They are 14. They are struggling with Cat, bro. Cat is not even playing. This nigga is trying to love Jordan Woods and his family. R.I.P. This man is not playing, and that's who you guys are competing with, Dallas? Bro, no, that's not okay. Mark Cuban, buy somebody. Pay some refs off. Use your money, bro. Do something. Listen, I think since it's a lot since Porzingis has come back. It's been a lot since Porzingis has come back. Their defense, the defense is... They gave up 40 to, to Kelly Oubre like, uh, two nights ago. Yeah, <sighs> last night. Like, yeah, I'm going to a lot if Kelly Oubre is the guy going off on your team. Bruh, it's... Nah, that... that and but we'll get on to that. To me, what Oubre made it worse brother. is they're playing a Warriors team that had nine active players. Draymond Green was the tallest, was the tallest Warrior available for that game. And they hung up. It's gonna be the We Believe game all over again. One hundred and forty-seven points. Where does yep. defense even start from, bro? Who like Bruh. wait? But I don't even. But I mean, it kind of makes sense though because when you see their team, um, Dorian Finney-Smith, that guy's a defender. Yeah, he can he can clamp he can clamp people up. Josh Richardson, yep. he's okay. He's good. But that's it. Every other person, Maxi Kleber wants to shoot threes. He doesn't really care about playing defense, bro. He'll try and do one highlight block. That's it. Porzingis, he's he has been very much documented like his defensive issues, which don't really make sense because this nigga is seven feet tall. How are you seven feet tall and you're not a good defender, bro? Just put your hands up. That's my opinion. Yep. But, um, with with uh, with this guy, um, Porzingis, it's just you could once you run a pick and roll with him, he's finished. Because the moment he, if you're driving towards him at the rim. Yeah, he he might be he'll probably be able to block his shot because he's seven foot three or whatever that that ridiculous uh, length and wingspan is. But then the moment mm. you bring him out to, to the perimeter and run and pick and roll with him, bro, everybody's cooking, bro. Oh. He cannot move his feet to save his life. One crossover and this man is like, he's gone. He's finished. But can't you know can't change direction. He nothing. Get better at that because he can get. He has. I I don't know how his legs are feeling now after the surgeries and everything. But I'm saying you're young, bro. All you have to do is learn defense. People can learn that shit these days. Facts. He needs to understand yeah. that he's he will make the most impact on the defensive end because everybody already knows his offensive side. They expect the offense from him. That defensive impact, though, if he brings that now, that's what that's what Dallas needs. They need toughness. They're not tough, bro. They look at the game and I think Luca. I don't know if Luca has taken over the team because of his his identity and his Im- immaturity. Because let's not lie, Luca likes to have fun. He's not like the serious. He's not like a Kobe Bryant men- mentality type guy. He's like a LeBron yeah. type guy, more or less. Like he wants yeah. to have fun with it. So yeah. I don't know if maybe fun is okay when you're doing it at the right times. But I don't know if maybe his mentality, 
his mentality has cost um has cost the team to I don't know spiral in some type of way. Yeah. I mean, I kind of mentioned it a little bit um, a few episodes ago with uh, when I was listening to the JJ Reddick podcast because JJ Berea was on there and he was saying for Luca to take the next step, he's going to need to take the game more seriously. Um, but at the time, I was looking at it like, okay, this guy is already balling out right now. Once he takes the game seriously, he'll take it like to an even higher level. I didn't realize that him taking the game like not so seriously and just having too much fun might actually... Uh, you know, kind of impact them and, and have them losing this much. Yeah. But then you can you kind of hit on something. Uh, I mean, you and Vino did kind of hit on something rather um, that the Knicks need. Sorry, not the, the Knicks. Dallas needs to do something about that defense. What What do you guys think is out there? Like, what do you think they can do about it? Is Is it a trade, a free agency pickup, or like, is it just trying to get the team to just play tougher? I I would say they need they need a defensive like. They need a guy who is just all about defense. Like, that's his life. It's funny because they have a lot of high-profile... I wouldn't say high... I wouldn't say the best, but they have a lot of high-profile centers like Bobo Majanovic or or Christos Porzingis or even Willie Collison. He's not really high-profile, but he does a lot of... He's really high energy. But none yeah. of these guys are defensive-minded. I would say that they're probably just missing a defensive piece in the center position that can give them that extra toughness because on the wing... You can have, like I said, Dorian Finney-Smith, or you can have Josh Richardson stopping people at the wing. But by the time they're getting up to the rim, bro, Wagwan, I'm sorry, they, height is not enough. They think that height, you can just throw tall bodies at people, and that's enough. Basketball players have been practicing their whole life to get the ball over tall players. So once they put a body into, especially Chris Porzingis, you put a body into him, I even call his style, you put a body into these people, just because of their weight, they get moved, and you can get like some kind of layup attempt. That's better, at least. That's how Donovan Mitchell plays. That's how he attacks people. And that's how I've seen people attack Porzingis. Just put a body into him or leave him at the top of the key so he can move his feet. So, I don't know. For me, they need to definitely change the center position. Shore up that part. I feel like they need to just... This might just be my my school of basketball that I learned from. But they just need to kind of beef up their offense. They need to get Porzingis going more on the offensive end because a lot of the time when you do that, they become more engaged on defense. And not just that, but I feel like... I swear it's meant to be... Bro, this is why Knicks fans are fucked. Sorry for cutting you off. (laughs) I swear we all learned the opposite way. Chisholm, it's meant to be get your defense right and then your offense will come after. Isn't that what what you learned in high school? True. I don't disagree. But I feel like... I don't disagree, but the the point I'm making is right now, I think it's difficult for them to make a trade for the right person. And there's not really anyone on the waiver wire that they can just grab. The way I see it is that it has to be. Yo, I, I I think there might be someone on the on the waiver wire, but finish your point, Vino. Even if there is someone on the waiver wire, if there is, then that's a different story. I don't. I'm not really sure who's who's there that would help them. And if if they can't pick someone up or trade for someone, their defense isn't going to get better with the same personnel. So they can only focus on what they can do, which is the offense getting them to flow a bit better because they've been integrating Porzingis back and it hasn't been seamless yet. So that's that's why I say that. Not because I feel like they, they can just leave the defensive end and just outscore everyone. That's that's not a good way to go about it. I know that. But But you know something? When I talk about their defense, I mean, if anyone had looked at it, they would have realized that this is a very glaring problem for them. Do you know their first game of the season... Do you know who they played? 
They played the Timberwolves, bro. That's a gimme. That's a layup. Yeah. They lost to the Timberwolves to the Timberwolves one twenty nine to one twenty seven. So if that's how you're starting your season off, like losing to these teams, like losing to a team like the Timberwolves, that should tell you already that you have a problem defensively. They should the team should not be hanging one hundred and twenty nine points. The Lakers scored one hundred and thirty eight points on them. That's that's bro. That's a C. Like where's who is stopping? Foul somebody. Put technical fouls, flagrant fouls. Just once they get to hundred and twenty, bro, you gotta get pissed off. That's it. Just hurt someone them. needs to get yep. angry. Yeah, I mean, the like even just looking at some of their losses, they've lost to the Bulls, to the Raptors, to the Warriors, but then they've also lost to some really good teams too, like the Bucks, Rockets, Nuggets, Utah. So it's like. There, there's definitely games in there that they should be winning, but then I can't blame them for losing, what, seven of their last ten. But in terms of the play that I think they could pick up on the waiver wire, I was looking at Damari Carroll um, mm. and Rodney Hollis Jefferson. Mm. Like, is both guys is just... Is injured? Is he? Because Rondé's not injured, I, I was looking around and... Damari Carroll. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think I'll take him over Demar Carroll too. It's just Demar Carroll is Demar there. Demar Carroll is more because of a three. Rondé can run the four a bit more as well, which makes him a bit more versatile, a bit more valuable for them. Yeah, and you just put both guys in there. You don't really, really need to do so much for them on offense. Just have them spot up, and then on defensive end, you could just throw them in for fifteen, twenty minutes, and just have them hound whoever, whoever is scoring. Like when you're playing against uh, what's his name. Um, uh, Kelly Oubre two nights ago, you throw him on Kelly Oubre and just have him hound him, and instead of getting getting forty, he might get thirty instead, you know. Mm. Um, but I mean, even speaking of the Warriors, the Warriors are they being to to pick it up too? Yeah, Oubre. I I'll sleep with my boys, bro. Okay, I'm gonna say right now I was wrong in saying Steph Curry would be the MVP <coughs> because he's just because of the type of player he is. He can only be the MVP when the whole team, when the team is scoring huge numbers. Because he, just because of who he is, he doesn't like to take a lot of shots by himself. He has the potential to take all those shots and make those shots. But you can see that Steph Curry only plays good, or he plays better when the team is good, when the team is playing well too. Like he gets better with the team. So not an MVP candidate, but the team is really strong. Draymond is the heart and soul of that team. People need to stop disrespecting that guy. That guy is a very, he might not be a top He's not top five. He's not top anything player in the league, but he's definitely a top two player in Golden State right now. Without him, because before he came, they were nothing. They were garbage. They were outside the playoff picture and nothing. No one was looking at them. He came and they literally transformed in like two, three games. He's their motor. He's their engine. Kelly Oubre started to come in. If Kelly Oubre starts hitting shots, I say that the Warriors have a potential to make a nice playoff run this year. Obviously, not gonna win. They don't have championship aspirations or anything like that. But they can really, they can really do things. I'm, I'm interested in seeing how far they go. To be honest, you know, I mean, Steph's numbers aren't too far from his MVP days, though. I mean, like his his unanimous MVP year was what twenty nine seven and something. Right now, he's at twenty eight six and five. His unanimous MVP was twenty. It was thirty five and seven. I'm pretty sure, and five rebounds, seven assists. Um, I mean, no, yeah. but if Steph was going to be MVP now with this in this season, he had to like basically take over all the offense and really drag his team across the finish line. And right now, yeah. 
he's really he's going to step is doing step things. No one's no one's stopping step. But I'm saying that the team is making a lot of effort. So and then there's Bradley yeah. Beal and other people are going off to. So I don't see Steph in the at least at this point of the season. He's at the top of the conversation. You think Bradley Beal's in? I don't think Bradley Beal is, is anywhere close to that MVP conversation. But like I think but in terms of fault, bro. Yeah, in terms of just looking at other like other players' numbers, like twenty eight, six and five is crazy stats. But then you just you look at Dame, who is a similar kind of player to to Steph in his average or in a similar position, I guess. Twenty nine, seven and four is or his numbers and his team is a little um higher in the playoff rankings too. So I'd put Dame ahead of Steph in, in that MVP conversation right now, even though I picked Steph to, to win the MVP at the start of the year. Yeah. I think I, I think we're, we're we're probably wrong on that. That was a I th- I that, was, that, that was a little pump I fake on, on our part. <laughs> I mean, who, who was your pick, Luca? My pick? No, it wasn't Luca. Yeah, your pick. I think it might have been AD. Oh, no. That was a bad pick. Yeah, you picked Anthony Davis, and that's that not was, happening that was either. A bad pick. <laughs> yeah, AD hasn't started the season too well, but then he's like he he's not scoring as much, but then his defense is nuts right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, but he's not shooting well. That's the problem from three. Yeah, uh, he's still averaging. What is he averaging? Uh, twenty two, right? Twenty two. But his rebounds have gone down. That's the worrying bit. He's only averaging about seven rebounds, I think, or nine rebounds. Yeah, but then I feel like Gasol and Montrezl Harrell are just gobbling up all the boards. Because mm. last year it was McGee, it was him and McGee starting. Yeah, and McGee will, will let him have the the boards. I don't think Marcus Gasol is used to letting anyone else grab grab boards, so he's just eating them up. And then Montrezl Harrell, obviously, sixth man of the year last year, just a hustle guy. So he's also just running to the boards as mm. well. It's not leaving anything left for for AD to to kind of grab. Yeah. But bro, the when it comes to MVP conversation, I think I just think it's geared up for Giannis to win again, and I think it's sad because he hasn't proven shit. But it's geared up for Giannis to win again. You don't think voter fatigue is gonna come in? Yeah, I I think voter fatigue is gonna come in at this point. This year, I don't think this year because I think the Bucks might still have the best record in the league. They might still have. Crazy stat line from Giannis, leading them in five different categories, type shit. I think despite all of that voter fatigue and everything, I don't think it's time yet for voter fatigue to really kick in like that. I think he might win another one. So what? That's then, three in a row. Yeah, three in a row. I don't think they they don't usually give a lot of players three in a row unless that third Except year he has is to like do something immaculate. Really this season, like no, he has yeah. to maybe like. Like he has to. By the time he's going into the playoffs, the Bucks are not just the best team in the league, but they look like they're going to win a championship. I feel like he has to be on that level for him to win. Yeah, but MVP. I think I think he could anything be. less than that, and it's just a repeat. Because LeBron would have a lot more if we're using your conversation. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just kind of exclusive to this year, though, the way that this year is going, because he's still averaging twenty-seven, uh, what eleven and. How many assists? Uh, six assists, I think. You know, I think this might be the year they they, they they try to do some like best player on the best team, and then if you know Embiid ends up having or the Sixers end up having the best record in the league, then they they might toss that MVP to Embiid. I'd love Embiid to win it. I'd love Embiid to win it. Yeah, yeah. Jo- Jojo's been balling out. But yeah, 
Um, I, I know he, he hyperextended his knee uh, a few games ago, but then he, he was still able to finish the game. So Yeah. Honestly, another guy who could be in the MVP conversation is a guy on, on the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant. He's yes, averaging sir. 30 points per game right now, near enough. Seven rebounds, five yeah. assists. But the Nets are kind of... The Slim Reaper. The, yeah, I like that one. I like the Slim Reaper. <laughs> the, Nets, the Nets are kind of middling out, though, bro. They're, they're currently third, which is okay. But they're 14 and 10, and they're not, they're not really doing what people expected them to do. People, I think people expected them to blow everyone out the water. Like, even though they need time to mesh and stuff, this big three is even bigger than the one in Miami, probably, like we, sp- we spoke about a few episodes ago, because... We, we really deep it D-Wade was out of his prime at least after that first year and Chris Bosh wasn't the same it wasn't just a lower role he, he was coming out of his prime again as well LeBron was really the only one there who was still on the upward trajectory I think every single player here is still either at their peak or still going up I think Kyrie might still be going up and it's, it's a very deadly partnership, but I think the James Harden trade might have thrown some things off. They miss a lot of strength in the middle. They miss Jarrett Allen. DeAndre Jordan is getting eaten up, bro. Like, he's down there, yep. he's old as hell, and everyone's just beasting on him. It, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. They traded every bit of strength they had away with Jarrett Allen. They needed a centre-back. Even if they get someone like Dwayne Dedman, that would be big for them, I think. Yo, you know what? I think now I'm I'm slowly getting convinced by their defense, and not that I'm saying that their defense is good by any means. I think their defense right now is getting to the point where it's just passable, mm. and then like it's giving their offense en- like just enough of a chance to to win games. But then I think part of why they're middling out is just they're not giving. I don't think they're giving consistent effort every game yet. Um, so it feels like when they're playing good teams, they're playing really good. When they're playing bad teams, they kind of play like a they they play to the level of the bad team as well. Yeah. So which is why they would lose to a team like uh, Washington of last week. Well, that was on Sunday. Washington twice. Yeah. Washington yeah. beat them twice. Lost to Cleveland twice. Lost to Washington and then lost to to the Raptors last night. And it's just like you are so good a team. You you kind of come in just like ah. Eh. We're going to win this one anyways. And then you kind of go through the motions and come the fourth quarter, it's still a close-ish game. Yeah. And then these teams are able to kind of capitalize at the end on your bad defense. But, like, moving forward, uh, I like the I like what I saw from them against the Clippers. That that was a, that was a really, really I good game. I think they're going to take some time um, to mesh. It's going to take a while for James Harden to settle in. In the end, I didn't think they should have made the trade. Because I think Karis Levert is a very good player. They they got unlucky. He got unlucky. I think they had enough to he be honest. He got unlucky yeah. with his injury. But who knows if he hadn't gone, maybe that doesn't happen. I don't know. But I think he was carrying that injury from before, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but regardless, he would, they would have had him for next year. I think Jarrett Allen is going to be one of the best centers in the league in the next couple of years. I, just, I think they lost yep. a lot. For, for a short-term investment of... I don't know if James Harden can drop his ego, but see, he seems to have done it so far. He's averaging yeah. 25 and 11, I'm pretty sure, something like that. At some point, they're going to have to pay all those boys, though. But they're paying them all right now. I mean, now. like, they, yeah, they, they're all paid right now. And I think, uh, to your point, Vino, um, James Harden is actually 
stepping up or, or st- stepping up or stepping down, however you, want to, however you want to look look at it, and kind of letting his numbers take a bit of a beating. Yeah. I mean, we all know last year he was averaging like 35 and 10 or something crazy like yeah, that. He's now he's down to 25, which is still... 24-7 Which 11. is lower than... Yeah. I mean, like... It's still high compared to most NBA players, yeah. but then like compared to what James Harden can do, like they've got three of the top he's ta- and then, scorers. Yep, and then he James Harden is taking that. He's actually embracing that defensive role a little bit. I don't know if you guys saw the end of that uh, Clippers and Nets game, where he was guarding Kawhi and Kawhi couldn't move him. And I don't know if you saw the the the, the face Kawhi made. It was kind of similar to. The one he made when Paul George was guarding him a few years ago. <laughs> and then a few years later, they become teammates. So who knows? Did this who, who knows? <laughs> that could, be, knows? <laughs> that could uh, be his recruiting that's face. That's a hot take. Wow. That's <laughs> a, that that could be his recruiting face. That's sad face that's come to the team. That's how I knew that, he loved me. Bro, that, that's, that's his recruiting face role, I know. It worked once. It might work again. <laughs> we need to check the tape when he was playing the backup. <laughs> See if he made that stank face against him. <laughs> but yeah, like looking at that that Clippers game, the the big three for the for the Nets ended up scoring twenty nine of the thirty six in the fourth quarter. Went nine for twelve from the field, four for five from three, and seven for seven from from the free throw line. Yeah, and you know that that is the kind of production you can get from these guys. Mm-hmm. So if you are a team that's going into the fourth quarter and you're down five, maybe. Maybe even if you're up like four or five points, I think you just start praying, bro. Because you just pray that all three guys don't just decide, fuck it, like we, we want to win this game. Because once they do, uh, it, it might be over for you. Wraps. Like you have to be blowing them out. <laughs> to like, And even at that, KD, Kyrie and James Harden could all still come back from any kind of deficit in the fourth quarter. So it's... I don't know. They're just a, a tough, just tough, 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 tough team to beat. I don't really have much to say about them right now. It's going to take some time. True. Right now, we can talk all we Well, they're playing the 76ers today, so that's, that's going to be gonna a be nice a test. test so that's going to be a test. But Ooh. we can talk all we want about how they're meshing and stuff. But by the end of the season, I think they're going to be a, a machine, bro. If, if James Harden keeps playing like this and Kyrie keeps playing like he's playing... Him and KD are basically just going to alternate nights being the man. James Harden's probably going to have the least nights being the man, but he's kind of taken the role of point guard, basically. No, but he leads the bench, though, so he actually gets the most freedom. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, he's, his role is more defined than anyone else's, though. Kyrie and James mm. Harden's roles are kind of just go out and score, do what you do. Uh, whereas I feel like James Harden's role is more to distribute and be more of the playmaker nowadays, which I'm fine with. I think he's very good in that position. He was good that year with Kevin McHale at point guard. No, it wasn't Kevin McHale. It was the first or second year with... Uh, D'Antoni. With D'Antoni. He's the, he's, he's the best decoy you could ever use. Yeah. <laughs> but they're they're, they're going to ball out, man. They're going to ball out by the end of the year. But the thing is, I don't know. How many of them make the All-Star game this year? I think all three, bro. I I think all all three three. end up making it. Just, and it's just like, the fans voting counts for for a significant part of it. And even with James Harden's numbers going down, he's still averaging 25 and 11. Yeah. Like, those are all-star numbers. They're very much all-star numbers, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, I, I think all three of them make it, but then, I mean... I didn't vote for them as starters. I only voted yeah. for KD. I only voted for KD. 
So you think Kyrie? I mean, one of them, I think one of them should come off the bench just because having all three of them as starters is insane. But mm. who, who are your your, your all star picks for the East? I had as my first starter. I had um, Trey Young. Hold on, hold mm-hmm. on, hold on. I don't want to get this wrong. I don't want to get this wrong. They sent me an email containing my picks. So let me see my email. Okay, so the point guard position, yeah, I had Trey Young and I had Bradley Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, for guards and forwards, I, <laughs> I had uh, <laughs> I had KD, I had KD, oh. I had Giannis, and I had the best. Hold on, Julius Strandle. Where's Julius Strandle? He's trash. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> the best player in the Atlantic Division. Is starting at center on the All Star game, Julius fucking Randall. <laughs> Go. Oh man. Embiid who? Embiid There's who? So much blasphemy in that speech. Let, let Randall guard Embiid and see who wins the matchup. Randall's gonna have 44, 26, and 18. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so 44 points, 26, 26 what, and 18 what? <laughs> 44 turnovers, 26 boards, <laughs> and 18 assists. 18 free throw attempts. 44 points, 26 free throw attempts, 18 yeah. assists. The guy's a baller. <laughs> Julius Randle for MVP. Oh, man. I'm telling you, if there were fans, we'd be chanting it. Bro. Um, so. Well, the Knicks are up 10 to the Trailblazers yeah, right now. Yeah, so, I mean, and Julius Randle has what? He has thing, 10 right? points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists at the half. Are you insane? Don't disrespect him. And the third quarter, bro. That's not that's okay it's, numbers. It's one minute into the third quarter, bro. Don't don't cap out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga is two minutes into the third quarter. What are you telling me? It's ten minutes left. Ten, Again. Ten, you Knicks fans always get things wrong or late. Ten fifty one, bro. no, what was your pick? <laughs> Who, who are you? What was my pick for? Like, what? like who, who? What players were you looking at for for all star picks in in the East? This man is just—he's just great. Like, grated my brain now. Like, I'm trying to just <laughs> just delete all the thoughts of Julius Randle from my head. Bro, he deserves to be an all star. Okay, that was easy. It's easy to forget. Okay, anyways, yeah. So, um, my picks were, you know, I had to be honest and go with who I think is baller right now. So I went with my ball, Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Because he is, I always loved Washington. Beal, and I had Kyrie at point guard, okay. and then I had KD, Yanis, and Embiid. But we, because I'm not a fucking. We, we legit have the, the exact same starting five for the East. Beal, yeah, Kyrie, see, see, KD, see, Yanis, you know, that's logic. Like the the one thing Embiid I was I was completely switching Randall? was. <laughs> 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 no. Oh. Man. It's gotta be, it gotta be Big Julius. I told you the the greatest man with the name Julius is Julius Caesar. He's the greatest oh. Julius since Caesar. <laughs> Yo, you got you drinking that crazy Kool Aid, bro. A lot of times you thinking different. Ah oh, man, no cap. The, great- <laughs> Julius the greatest Arden. Julius since Caesar. Exactly. Oh man, fuck. Yeah, like the only the only thing I was contemplating switching there was Harden and Kyrie. Yeah, like that, that was that was that was the yeah. only thing I was contemplating switching there. But yeah, but then I said like I was like Harden took a, he left the strippers to come over here, so I feel like 
he's had enough fun for one season. <laughs> like Kyrie, like Kyrie get this. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So let's let's look at the benches then. Uh. Let's start with the front court first. So what two front court players do you, do you see on the benches? There's gonna be three front court players on the bench, right? Uh, three front court, two back court. Well, see, the thing is, if you guys, if you guys really think that Embiid should be, he's starting, only nineteen. If you guys really think that Embiid should be starting, then Julius Randle has to be on the bench. But he's only nineteen. Mr. Jason Tatum can can be on the bench as well. Jalen Brown, does he count as a forward or a guard? I think he counts as a guard. Guard, right? yeah, he's a guard. So who's he's the third forward? It has to be Gordon Hayward, right? Uh, or you can go Sabonis. I, I just want you to know, this is your list, not my list. All right. Okay. Here's here's what I, I, I can read out. I have a forward I'll put over Julius Randle. I, I can read out some of the names that I have written down here as guys that potentially could be, uh, you know. So we've got Bam. We've got Sabonis. We've got uh, Gordon Hayward, Jeremy Grant, Pascal Siakam, Julius Randle. Those are that ain't in my list. You want to know who you want to know who I got going to the All Star this year? Yep. That little boy in Detroit, my most improved player of the year, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant has a shot. I would choose Jeremy Grant over Julius Randle any day of the year, bro. Bro, the any Pistons day. are last in the league. And he's averaging less, less fault, rebounds, less assists than Julius Randle. And the same points. Make it make sense. Hey, make it make sense. Don't tell me. Don't tell me nothing. Don't tell me nothing. He's a better player, he's bro. Not a Yo, player. He's a better he's player. Not a better player. Yo, I'm sorry. Here's no, the thing. Not. Like, if it comes down to, uh, uh, we we're talking about this before before we started recording. But if it comes down to uh, two players with similarish numbers, it's I always lean towards the guy with the better record. And Julius Randle is almost averaging double his boards and double his assists. It's not the same, bro. It's not yeah. the same. So it's like. If it comes down to it, I would rather have a, an all-star player from, from the Knicks than an all-star player from the Pistons, just because, like, your record... The Knicks are in the playoffs. Even... Yeah. <laughs> Ish. Knicks are, Knicks are close to the playoffs. <laughs> but Knicks are, let's see what Knicks happens after playoffs, this game today. Hell, put RJ Barrett Let's in. see if you can win your game today, bro. By the end of this podcast, they might not be in the playoffs. Bro, we're up eight right now. I'm watching the game. Julius Randle just said uh, Yeah, three. so... But go on. Front court. Yo. So what's your... Yo, what is he shooting for, for a three-point percentage right bro, now? Bro, you're, you're, you're up six. Your your time, your shit is, your shit is lagging, bro. Uh, yep. Julius Randle is averaging 40% from three. Okay, yeah. Like... To me, I think Julius Randle is one of the players on the bench. Um, the other two that I have are Sabonis and Gordon Hayward. Sabonis. I'm kind of. Con- I'm I'm contemplating putting Bam in there for Sabonis, but then um, Bam is not, like Miami Heat's not in the playoffs. Sabonis and the Pacers are like number four or five in the in the East. So yeah. once again, the the guys in the playoffs to me get the nod over the guys that aren't. Yeah. So, yeah. I got my boy Tatum. I got my guy Sabonis. And I would say, fuck a Randall. Give me a Bam. I got Bam, bro. That's crazy. But Chisong, surely Tatum has to make it. Oh, yeah. So, to me, there's, I think there's four spots or four um, forwards on the bench, no? I think there's three and then there's one IR forward. How How much of the roster is it? 10 or 12? I think it's 12. 
If it's 12, then there'll be four. Yeah, four so if... three guards. Yeah, so when that fourth forward is, is uh, for sure Tatum. I, I thought I mentioned him earlier, but I guess I didn't. Um, so okay. Tatum, Sabonis, Randall, Hayward on yeah, my... Exactly. Uh, uh, and what you said yours were Tatum, Bam, Sabonis, and Hayward? You, you're skipping Randall? Uh, yeah, bro. Randall hasn't done shit. That ain't good trash. Yeah, but then you're taking... Here's the thing. I think Bam is is Bam is Bam better done? than than Randall, but then Bam like the Miami Heat are so far out of the playoffs right now. Like they'll be back. You know, they like to keep things interesting. They'll sneak into the seventh or eighth seed and then make it the playoff run. That's the mo. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Came like came in, you know, seventh place and then knock out um, what's his name, Yanis again at the playoffs. Uh, there's the zookeeper. Mm-hmm. Noble Scats is jump is is joined the call. <laughs> Doctor Doolittle. Uh, and then for the guards, for the guards on the in the Eastern Conference, where are you guys going? Uh, the, 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 the other three guards. Lamelo Boone. No, because no. I got Kyrie in first, Kyrie and Bill first. I have to go James Harden for sure. Okay. Jalen Brown definitely. Mm-hmm. And. That's where it gets a little tough. See, because Trigger Trey, that boy Trigger Trey has been on, he has been on some business today. I mean, the season. So it's it, it's a toss-up. Oh, are we doing four players or three, three players? Three, three. Guards. three guards. Okay, so yeah, I would say Trigger Trey. I have to give it to him over Zach Levine. I had Trey right. starting, actually, alongside Bradley Bill. So I'd have to have Kyrie James Harden on the bench. And okay. alongside them, Jalen Brown. All right. So, all right. I think I'm, I'll go Harden, Brown. And this is tough. Wait, where are the Bulls right now, actually? this How do, how do I know this? Are the Bulls in the, the playoff picture? Bulls are 12th. They're 12th. Bulls are 12th? All right, cool. Then I think... Okay, you know what? I'll go with Trey. I was I was thinking between Trey or Colin Sexton, but I think I'll, I'll end up going with Trey because Colin is Trey averaging twenty four four and two, but but Trey is Trey is carrying the the Hawks pretty much, um, yeah. and and they're in the playoff picture as well. So I think I'll go with Trey, although I, I do feel bad for leaving Colin Sexton off there, but so, so not everyone can make it. The Cavs are getting back to reality now. <clears throat> yeah, starting to. All right. Let's jump to the to the Western Conference. We'll, we'll pretty much just do the same format. We'll start with start with the two starting guards. Where are you guys going? This one I can actually be. Uh, I don't have a Julius Randle at center, guys. I know Embiid <laughs> should be starting. I just had to vote for my guy. But regardless of that, I know I know Embiid will start a center in the East. Julius Randle should be on the bench though. For my Western Conference, I don't, I don't I don't have any affiliations in the West. So I just went straight from the heart. I've gone point guard, Curry. To, sorry, not point guard. We don't really have points and two. It's just the guard positions. We've got Curry and Dame. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And then i got Jokic at center. And then i got Kawhi and LeBron running wings. I got the exact same thing. Yep. I was contemplating maybe having... I was contemplating maybe having... Um, Someone else instead of Jokic, like Anthony Davis, or maybe uh, um, what's his name? 
I forgot. Paul George? I forgot who, who I, yeah, maybe Paul George. Yeah, it was Paul George. But yeah. I didn't want to put Paul George over Kawhi because I think Kawhi's playing just a little bit better than him. Yeah. And yeah, then I, in the I was guard spot. Sorry, sorry, man. No, no, in the guard go ahead, spot, go ahead. I was thinking of having maybe Luca, but the team's mm. trash, so I went yep. with Dame. Yeah. And, like, for me, the, the one switch I was going to make there was uh, AD for Joker. But then mm. once I looked at the um, Joker's offensive numbers and um, ADs, the Joker is, is is ridiculous, bro. Yeah, he's average. And just watching them points. play, this guy rips apart defenses. Like, his post-ups, like, once he gets the ball in the post, it's the defense that's his mercy. Because he can yeah. pass, he can score, he can step out and shoot. Like, he... He could do everything on the offensive end. And even though AD is a better defensive player, it's like, bro, the Joker, if the Joker wasn't on the Nuggets, I don't... Are they even a playoff team? Yeah, but, they are. Nuggets are fourth. I mean, without without uh, uh, Joker. No, not without Joker. Yeah. Without Joker, they're Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Gary Harris. They're bombs, bro. I'm not going to lie. I like Jamal Murray. Yeah, but, but it's, I, I like it's not the Harris same. Well. It's not about them individually being bums, but that team is just going to run around and get a lot of their own. They're not going to win shit. Yeah. With the with Jokic, okay. he's leaving he's leading them in points, rebounds and assists. They're averaging 26, 12 and 8. Yeah. So, so it's like, it the moment I saw be, that, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this this guy definitely makes it over AD, even I though think, I was I was going to I pull a Vino and, and rep, my, uh, rep my Lakers, but then... Yeah. <laughs> no, I had to do it because the way I saw it, Embiid's getting enough votes, bro. you got you got to stick with the little guy sometimes. But... Mm. Um, for the West, I think if Towns was healthy this season, he would have got a lot more votes. And I think Towns might have been the starting centre in the West if he was healthy, but he wasn't. Yeah. And he still isn't. So we'll see. But reserves in the West then. Reserves in the West is tough, bro. All right. So, ah. uh, good lord. All right, let's let's start with the guards. There's three guards. For guards, I would say. Just because of the amount of sheer madness I've seen from them, Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. and Jean Moran. Who was the? Although Chris Paul has made a strong case in my eyes, just because of what he's been doing. How about Booker? So who's your three? Luca, Donovan Mitchell, and yeah, who's the third? Jean Moran. I-, I assumed it was Luca. I Let said... me not assume. Okay, yeah, my third would be Luca Doncic because. I mean, his team is not doing so great, but he still can't ignore what he's doing. Yeah. All right. Um, bro. Okay, I, I agree with, with Mitchell. Ja, I'm... Okay. <sighs> bro. How about DeRozan? I love, I love uh, DeRozan. What's your three? What's your three? My three? Yeah. Unfortunately, not DeRozan, but now that you said that, it's kind of got something going inside me, bro. I'm thinking maybe DeRozan, because right now I've got I've got Luca, CJ McCollum. CJ? He's averaging CJ's been hurt. Yeah, he's but he's been hurt the past couple of weeks, and I don't think he's coming back before the, the All-Star break. So I didn't Did put him not? in there. Oh, he's not coming back? I, like, I don't think he's coming oh. back before the All-Star break. Oh, okay. So let me take him out. Maybe that makes some space. Maybe they're helping me out here. It yeah. helped me make my decision, so I'm gonna have to go with Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Does Paul George count as a shooting guard, small forward? No, he counts as a forward. Okay, uh, it's gonna have to be yeah, Luka, Donovan Mitchell, just because of his team. Otherwise, his individual stats aren't that crazy. 
but his team's been balling. And then, yeah, bro, it's going to be my fantasy, bro. My fantasy guy. My like Demar, DeMar DeRozan. It could, yeah. it could be. It could have been very easily Victor Oladipo, you know. Yeah, it could have been Oladipo. I also was looking at Devin Booker as well. Mm. Um, just no, because Booker. I don't think Devin Booker. Just because I feel like the Suns deserve at least one player representing them in the yeah. in the All Star game. I take back what I say about Oladipo as well, but I don't think I don't think Oladipo's there. He's maybe he's half a season away. He needs to get back into his flow properly. Yeah, I, I think but like Booker is an interesting one. Like guys like Oladipo and like. I feel like they've always not been all-stars in the West just because of how stacked the West is when you look at the guard position. Because, yeah. for example, you look at a guy like uh, Mike Conley. Mike Conley at least should have made one all-star game in his career. But yeah. never did because there's always like this long-ass list of all-star guards coming out of the West. And yeah. Oladipo just won't make the cut because he is... Not as good as a Steph, Dame, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, DeMar DeRozan. And it's just. I think that's what's happened to DeRozan until this season, pretty much. Yeah. Since he's gone to San Antonio. But. Because he's, he's still been playing well. It's not like DeRozan hasn't been playing well for the past couple of seasons. DeRozan's been putting up. Since he's been in San Antonio, first season he put up uh, 21 6 and 6. Then he put up 22 6 and 6. And this season he's averaging 20, 25 and 7. The only reason we're talking about him a bit more, I think, is because the Spurs are showing a bit of life. Yep. And I think where are they in the where are they in the conference? They're something like I can't even know where where are the Spurs? They're like eighth or something. They're, they're in the eighth seed, I think. But they're they're yeah. there in the playoff picture. So yeah. I think the Mother Rosen has to be the last pick for the guards because I don't think there's been that many crazy performing guards this season, but there's been a lot at about a similar level. That yeah. deep book, Donovan Mitchell level. Yeah, so I, I definitely think Donovan Mitchell, Luca, and then I'll give that third spot to, to DeRozan as well. And then yeah. for the forwards, this is, I feel like this should be kind of easy, but then there's 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 a couple of spots that could be tricky. So let's start with Noble again. Where are, who are you going to for the for the forwards in the West? Um, that's tough. Um, you have to have Paul George, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been going up, I'm not going to lie. Paul George is definitely going to be in there for me. Anthony Davis, I mean, the Lakers do have the second best. Um, so does does that mean that Rudy Gay deserves a spot? Do you think Rudy Gay deserves Rudy, a spot? Rudy Gay or Rudy Gobert? He, Utah have the best record in the league. He has been putting up big numbers for them. Right? He has been a defensive presence for them. He might yeah. and on the offensive glass. He's been cleaning up. He doesn't even clean up boards. He just puts them back into the bucket, bro. You know, he just dunks it right in. You know, um, Christian Wood might disturb. Might deserve it. Yeah, I have Christian Wood no, in he there. He's, he's having a breakout season, but I don't see him on the All Star in the All Star. Right. There's so many more players. Christian Wood's averaging twenty two ten. And two blocks. And the thing is, I think he's got two steals as well as almost. And okay, yeah, that's a that's a, those are good numbers. That's a nice. And the Rockets have those a winning record. All star uh, numbers. All right, so if those are if those are all star numbers, I, I, I need you to to give me the the players that you put in ahead of him. I got Paul George. All right. Anthony Davis. Okay. Rudy Gobert. All right. There's one more spot. 
One more spot. Uh, I'll see if I can shove in. Okay, so now see if it's up to me, I will put in Brandon Ingram in there. I don't think Christian Wood deserves to be in there, but Brandon Ingram. Yeah, the Pelicans don't have a good record, but that boy is balling out. Yeah, that he's, boy. he's averaging 23, 5, and 4. Christian Wood is 22, 10, and 2 blocks. I think they're close enough for me to give it to Christian Wood, man. Mm, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, I want you put it that way. I think maybe because the eye test. Um, yeah, okay, no, if you, if you do put it like that, then yeah, dude, uh, if those are your numbers, and I don't think anyone else is really compete. Andrew Wiggins could make a claim, but I don't think he comes close to Christian Wood. He's averaging about 17. Yeah. So yeah, Wood should be able to sneak in there, I think. Yeah. Like the, yeah, I think. Go on. I think Zion might also try to make a case with his 23, 7, and 2, but I don't feel like his, his numbers are really having that much of an impact right now. No, I wouldn't give yeah. it to Zion. My front court would be, um, it would be Paul George followed by close, not closely, but kind of followed by Anthony Davis. And then mm-hmm. Christian Wood. Got to give your boy Rudy some love. Yeah, Got to give Rudy, Rudy 13 and I 13. Even, I might even take AD out and put Paul Zingas in over AD. <laughs> what? No, you can't. There's, there's no way you're serious with that pick. <laughs> no, I'm not serious. Let, let me show, let me show, let me show. Put Carl Anthony Townsend. He's played four games. He'll be back by the All-Star break, though. Nah, but Yo. that would be my front court. I don't know. I'm, I yeah, feel, I'm surprised they say Carmelo Anthony. I don't want to I don't wanna give it to AD, though, because he's having... He's just doing things. He's not really doing anything special. Like he's not doing he anything has. special. I feel like he's doing all the right things though. And yeah, but that's not an all star. That's a fundamental player. But what are his numbers? What are his numbers? But this, when this, Tim Duncan was, he's basically doing what Tim Duncan was doing. But when Tim Duncan was doing this at his point of his career, Tim Duncan was averaging twenty six and twelve. Hmm. Yeah, like AD's numbers are, are down from last year. Like last year, it was yeah. averaging twenty six points, with two blocks and two point three blocks, one and a half steals, and nine rebounds. In this year, he's down numbers for him. Yeah, in this year is twenty one points. Um, steal is down to two. Sorry, blocks is down to two, and his rebounds are down to eight. Um, so, I I don't know what's happening with him. But I, I still feel like those are those numbers are enough to, to get into the All-Star game, especially with the Lakers that high of a seed in the West. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah, but, but we we talked like very briefly about Zion there, and I, I had a, a hot take regarding him. Yeah, I, fuck it. I'm, I'm ready to say this with, with, with all the chess, bro. Say I it. think LaMelo Ball is, better than, is going to be a better player than Zion. And I think he might already be better now. Okay, stop that. Stop, stop, stop the madness. He I was agree. going good. I, think so. I was ready to the last sentence right there. You think he's better than Zion Williamson already? Bro. Are you all smoking <sighs> some? Yo, Zion. What is, okay, what is Zion doing for you right now? Like, where. What are his. What, what skill set is he bringing to you right now? He's a big buddy that you can just throw at the rib, throw the ball up, and you can lob it. All right, he cool. Not, he's, so you're telling me he needs someone to create for him? You, you, this sort is. Sort of, yeah. 
you, 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 not really a, though, but he can, he can actually create by himself because he has a little crossover that he does that he can actually do a little something. But it's just that it's usually the same thing. It's usually that he's gonna dive down to the bucket. Yo, I'm, I'm what I'm giving like what we have in in Lamelo Ball here is a guy who one can get his own shot, and two is he's like showing player. next level ability to create shots for others too. Right, like this is a guy who is just showing all kinds of flashes of of like next level passing. His defense is getting better because um, his coach kind of challenged him to to play better defense. Uh, like I don't know. Like I, I've always been more of a fan of guys who can create shots than guys who finish finish plays, which is why I'll take like a Chris Paul over Blake Griffin because Griffin, yes, you throw the ball up and he'll go catch it and slam it in, but you you still That's need that point play. guard there to to do all the work and then lob it up for you. Look, you know who the guy in our league was to pick up Lamelo Ball, and it was me. Yeah, I believed in this guy. He is a baller, and since he's been starting, I told you what he was averaging, didn't I? He yep. was averaging, if I remember correctly, twenty-four, six, and seven. Yeah, like that's all-star numbers. Yep, like if he puts that, those kinds of numbers up again next year, come on, bro. Like, he, I think he he probably has a good Sorry, chance. Twenty-four, to, five, and seven. Twenty-four, five, and seven with two steals. Yeah, like. The two steals is, I think, is what uh, one of the big parts of that surprising me, because mm. coming in like everyone was always worried about his defensive motor. Even all, like all the way back in high school, he used to be the one cherry picking, and yeah. so like we all knew he could score. It was just like okay on defense, we've actually never really seen this guy try to play defense. Um, mm. But then since his coach kind of you know it was like, hey bro, like if you're going to be turning the ball over as much as you are, I'm going to mm. need you to play better on defense. He's been playing really yeah. good defense. So yeah, he is. He's he's balling, bro. And I don't know if he's better than Zion right now, but I think he he's got a bigger impact on the game than Zion right now. And I agree. I think he'll be a better player than Zion long run. Zion yeah. is just he just reminds me a lot of Blake, bro. I don't see what he has that Blake didn't have. Yeah, like I know the the athleticism is is out of this world, and like the it's frame. More than Blake's, yeah, but it's not. It, like, it doesn't change the way they play. They play the exact same way. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm... I don't know. It just seems like everything about Zion is sort of based on, on his athletic ability as opposed to, like, skill that he's bringing to the game. And not not to say yeah. that he's not skilled. I'm just saying, like, comparing his skills to Lamelo's skills, it's like, yes, athleticism is a skill, but then it's just one skill that he's bringing... Lamelo is bringing all these other things to the game, and it's just like, well, I'd rather have the guy that's bringing me more as opposed to the guy that's bringing me like just an insane amount of one thing. Yeah, exactly. That's the. I agree with that bit, and I think, I think Lamelo is going to be one of the better point guards in the East for the years to come, bro. And I'm excited to see it. I didn't. I won't be. I won't lie to you. You can check back in the episodes. I didn't believe in him straight from the jump. When he got drafted, before he played, I didn't believe in him. But when he played those bad games, after that, I started watching him and I started seeing what he was doing and I started seeing the potential. That's why I picked him up. That's why I started believing in him. And then from then, he's proved me right because he's stepped up his game. He's taken a challenge of starting on the bench as the number three pick behind Devontae Graham and... Um, Scary Terry. And, and Terry Rozier. The thing is, those two guys... Like, they put up numbers, but they're not known as elite guards or anything. 
So yep. him probably felt a bit hard done by being started behind both of them. He was like, you know, bring one of them as a sixth man and let me start because I'm the third pick. And yep. I wouldn't blame him for having that mentality. And I think he, he hustled until he really was the guy. They, he, they, he forced them to start him. And now they're yep. starting him and he's proving them right. He's just, he's doing everything right, man. He's not, yep. he's not, he's not made a wrong move, basically. Honestly, I think the the Hornets, the way they handle Lamola, I think is the way most more teams should handle their their first round picks, mm. um, which is give them a bit of a challenge to start. Don't just hand them the don't just hand them the keys to start. Unless, of course, you have like a sh- completely horrible team. Um, like if you have a team that could be good with with them coming off the bench, have them come off the bench and and kind of learn how to play in the NBA that way, as opposed to just throwing them straight into the fire starting. And like they yeah. never really had to work to earn anything; they just got drafted and are now starters. Exactly, exactly. Sometimes yeah. you have to start the guy. Yeah. Like, for example, that there are players who you see are rookies; they just start straight away, and you have to. But then sometimes it is beneficial to to just let a guy grow into his role rather than giving yeah. him the role straight away, especially with a guy like Lamelo. Like he's never once in his career since he left Chino Hills played well. Like, yeah. on, if you're honest, you look at his you look at his years in Lithuania and Australia. He was struggling to get minutes at times, and he was not sorry. I, I want to take that back. Not that he hasn't played well, but he's he struggled at times. But yeah. now you can tell that he's disciplined, and. They've got a good system in, in Charlotte that's allowing him to learn at his own pace and it's allowing him to actually mature because he knows he's being given consequences with his turnovers, with his defense, and he knows that he needs to earn that spot. So he knows about the consequences that's making him be a, a lot more mature than another player might be in this situation if they were just handed the keys. Yep. But there's a guy who I want to talk about quickly. I know I talk about my Knicks a lot on this, play, uh, on this uh, podcast. But there's a guy who's starting to come out of his shell a lot as well. Emmanuel quickly for the Knicks. Mm. He's starting to really yep. ball out. He's a guy who's a bit like Lamelo. He's a he's a very high energy player. Runs around. He's got a sweet three point shot. Bro, the the NBA is just really talented right now. I yep. think it's just it's at a peak in talent. I think even players like Anthony Simons, who yep. who are bench players that like even some days deep on the bench. Even he yeah. is a very good player, bro. You you put Anthony Simons on most NBA teams starting point guard, he won't do that bad of a job, especially if he's got good players around him. Like a Derek Fisher type of player. Yeah. Maybe not that good, but the, the role players are a lot better now. So All-Star yeah. is very difficult to select nowadays because everyone's playing at a very similar level near the top now. It's yeah. very congested. But yeah, do you, do you think that should be a three-point contest and a dunk? Honestly, like... I I heard um, LeBron sort of explaining the like the way this whole All Star break is kind of coming together, and yeah. before that I didn't actually know exactly what was going on. And with the way it's going, I know we just did the All Star picks, but I don't think they should, um, just because the the way it, apparently the players were first promised that there was going to be no yeah, All-Star was, break this week, but the, this year. The, the reason that it's come about is because the Players Association and the NBA agreed on it. It's not like the yeah. NBA have just kind of imposed something. There are, there are players who agreed with it. But the thing is, 
Yeah, we we did our all star picks, but that's kind of because if we're gonna have an all star game, we might as well do our picks. Like, there's no yeah. point trying to boycott doing the picks. But <laughs> it, it's 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 right that LeBron is right that if if there are players that feel hard done by, if it's not a unanimous decision, then yeah, well, I have it. But then you can opt out from it. I think it's not so much to do with the players; it's more to do with the fact that Atlanta is a place that's known for having lax COVID nineteen protocols. It's not like New York or LA, California. These places, yeah. they have very strict protocols. A lot of businesses are still open. I heard, uh, I heard Stephen A. talking about this earlier. A lot of businesses are still open in Atlanta. There are still going to be fans in attendance. And I think that's why they picked Atlanta. Because there's no All-Star game without the fans. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't do that one online. So there has to be fans there. But I think if they are to have a three-point contest and a dunk contest, they shouldn't sell the All-Star game tickets as an All-Star game. They should sell the tickets as a... Um, two-day event with the mm. All-Star game, have even have rising stars, put whoever in there now, because now, yeah. if you're having the same people in attendance every time, the the mingling is not really increasing, the actual uh, person-to-person contact is the same as if it was just one game, and that yeah. way you can have all of the events. Or I think you can have a three-point contest and a dunk contest before the All-Star game. You, yeah. you can't sit here and tell me the, the three-point contest tires players out so much that they can't play a game later. Players train that hard on the same day as a game sometimes. Yep, definitely. Like, it can be done. It can be done. And yep. in one day having the whole event. Yeah, because it's just... It's, yeah. The, the reason why... like Another reason why I don't think this whole thing should actually go down is just because... Look at what happened last night with, uh, with KD and the Nets. Where it's like, that start was, of the game, they're like... He he's ruled out because of COVID nineteen protocols, and then it's like okay no he's allowed to play he didn't actually get uh get traced with the contact tracing and all that, and then yeah. later again you pull him out of the game because turns out they were right the first time, and it's just like do you, if if this is going to be the case just let this year go by without an all star game I know you're gonna lose some money but um like just kind of let, let let this one let this one go. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's difficult because the KD one was ridiculous. The way he got pulled out again—that's not the way to play games, man. Yeah. Uh, what was the other game where someone got pulled out at halftime? Can't remember what game that was. Yeah, that was early but, in the season. I think we we discussed that too. Was it? I can't remember who it was. It's just ridiculous because you see often in games when players get ejected and stuff how that affects a team because yep. it's like you have a game plan to play with that player. And if you've played that player a certain number of minutes, you've played him very light minutes in the first half, if you had known he was going to go off, you would have played him the whole first half and you would have yep. got all the production from him. But it's, it just doesn't... I don't think it's fair to, to play this way. The decision yep. at the start of the game, I think, is the decision that stands. Once the contact's happened already, then wh- why are you pulling him out? It's not changing anything. So yeah, and then like the Nets are going to continue playing... Uh, they're going to have a game either today or tomorrow. And, oh yeah, that's the day against the Sixers, actually. And it's like, if you you pulled KD out of the game last night, but he's already talked to, touched, and like hugged people on the court and like fouled yeah. people as well. And yeah. you're going to be like, oh no, it was only KD that was that was traced with this stuff. And he's going, he's going to miss the game tonight, but then the rest of his mm. team is going to play against the Sixers. And it's like, well, what exactly is the point of that? I don't know. But if the, the three point and dunk contest were, were to were to go down, who would be who do you want to see in the in the dunk contest? 
in the dunk contest. Woo! Dennis Smith Jr. Alright. I don't care if he hasn't played. Put him in the dunk contest. Why not? Yeah, Why that not? boy's hops. Like, I mean, if anything, his legs are fresher. Yeah, exactly. And the <laughs> thing is, they, they, put in, they put in Hamadou Diallo and these guys, and they barely played for OKC the year that they put him in. Yeah. Put them in. True. So, Dennis Virginia, he's played some minutes for the Knicks. He's been assigned to the G League now. But I'm sure, actually, if he's been assigned to the G League, I don't think he's eligible. Yeah, because in the G League bubble now, I guess. They have, yeah, I think they have their own dunk contest as well. I don't know if they're going to be having it this year or not, but the G League has a separate one. I don't think you can be in both. So, yeah, I guess he would be eligible. Um, I'd have Terrence Ferguson. Mm-hmm. I'd have, I'd want Zach Levine back in it. I'd want him back in it, but then I feel like there's him and Aaron Gordon. I think have have kind of immortalized their names in the in the dunk contest. Um, and if he, I'd want to see him again, but if he doesn't, if he doesn't do it, I, I wouldn't be too uh, too heartbroken about it. One person I'd yeah. want to see, although I doubt they would, they would want to be in there, is Miles Bridges. Why would he, you doubt he would want to be in there? Um, just because last year he could have been in there, but he didn't want to because he feels like he's more mm. of a game dunker than a, um, like a dunk contest dunker. Yeah, um, that might but be then, the reason that still stands. Then I want, I, I want to see him, bro. Like he's just. Bro, do you see his windmill dunk like the other night? Yeah, the guys are crazy dunkers, but I don't know. I just, I, I think the dunk contest. We're running short on players as well. There's no yeah. one really who's a name that you'd really want to see who's good at dunking like that or who throws off the dunks like that. I mean, you know what? Like, the one thing, though, like, some of the players that can, like, fly and, and dunk that, like dunk the ball really well are, like, you may not know them before you, they get into the dunk contest. For example, I didn't know Aaron Gordon was as good a uh, dunker as he, like, yeah, true. as he showed. You know who we right? can see in the dunk contest if he's up for it? Oladipo. Mm. True. If he's up for it, yeah. Yo, would you like to see Zion in the dunk contest? Like, I feel like I haven't seen enough that highlights from him this year. Fuck, man. But I, I, I want to see him. I think we will. If we have a dunk contest, I think Zion will be there. Yeah, because I haven't seen enough highlights from him this year. Like, Come, come give us some highlights on, on in the dunk contest, man. Let's go. Mm. And then Who's for the three-point contest. For the Blazers as well. The number 55, 55 for the, the Blazers. Blazers. De- Derrick Jones Jr. De- yeah, DJJ, yep. He could be there. Yep. I said his name because I'm watching the Blazers' next game right now and I saw him just try to rock a mean dunk on us. It rattled in and out. There. <laughs> yeah. Yo, he gets up, man. And he's just like skinny as hell too. So it's like it just looks like he's floating. Yeah, no cap. I like him as a dunker a lot. But the three-point contest, I think that's more straightforward for me, if anything. Yeah. I, I see the three-point contest as a layup. Like, I know who I know who I want to see in there. So, for the three-point contest, I want to see Wayne Ellington. Mm-hmm. He's shooting 50% for three. Uh, it'll be fun to see. You always have some guys who aren't that big names in the league who are just hitters. So, it'll be Wayne Ellington, Seth Curry, 49% from three. Uh, Paul George, 48% from three. KCP, I know you like to hear that, 47%. Michael Porter Jr., to spice things up at 47%. Mm-hmm. And then, if there's space for one more, then also throw in Royce O'Neal or someone like that. All right. 
I would like to throw KCP and um, Fred Van Fleet in there. KCP has been... Mm. I actually don't have his shooting percentages um, in front of me, but he's been shooting the ball pretty well. KCP's 47.5%. Yeah. And then Steady Freddy, he's he's shooting at 37 or 38%, somewhere around there, but... um, I don't know. I just I like his shooting form. I think I think he could uh-huh. really work in the in the three point contest. But his release might be a little slow for that. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. But yeah, still still worth a try. Yeah. Well, moving on to um, to the last thing that we really wanted to talk about. Who who the hell do you think is going to get traded this year, bro? Because nothing's really happened. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's about time, man. It's about Players time. Who are, who are picked up in free agency are now eligible to go, as Noble told us earlier. So, who do you think is going to go? Um, I still feel like, uh, what's his name? Andre Drummond is going to be on the move somehow. Um, the mm. Cavs have said that they are not going to buy him out. So, I think that would mean that they know... Him. They wouldn't want to let him walk though, right? So Yeah, probably. they know that there's value out there for him. So, they, they want to capitalize on that. So, I think yeah. he's definitely on the move. Um... Aside from aside from him, I don't really see any other teams that need too much that they can't, you know, find in or try to find in in uh thing. What do you call it? In the few free agents that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. Who who, who do you have in mind? Who do you think uh, might get traded before the end of this year? Or before the I think, I think the Zach, trade is Zach is Levine might. Mm. I think Zach Levine might get traded. I think if if the way that the Wizards are playing keeps going, then either Bradley Bill. Or Russell Westbrook get traded, and in a situation like this, it's almost always the the younger star who gets traded. So, Bradley Beal's got to go. Yep. But yeah, bro. Unless you got, unless you got anyone else. Um. Uh, no, that is it, pretty much. Yeah. Well, is, is Noble going to be joining yeah, us yeah, for the yeah. for the outro? I think I think Noble's got some uh, some problems on yeah. his end. I'm not sure what's going on. But uh, he is unable to join us for the outro here. But yeah, I guess that's it. Yep. Oh shit, dude! I wanted to do this at the beginning of, of the pod, okay, like the, what, 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 what? the you know, telling everyone to, to like and subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah. Wherever you're listening to podcasts on Spotify, Apple Music, sorry, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you you, you listen to. Follow our podcast, guys. Follow, subscribe, uh, leave a comment. Yeah, liberating uh but next time next time we'll make sure to do it at the start of the podcast but for today it's yeah, it's here yeah. maybe i'll cut and paste we'll it link, who knows we'll link our uh, instagram if you come here through instagram or anything if you have any feedback then don't hesitate to dm that account as well yes sir anything we're gonna PF. have youtube up and running soon yes yes it will be it will be more, more and more things coming as as 2021 unwinds but uh, thank you everyone for, for joining us in this episode of Pump Fakes and Hot Takes. We're about to be in, in double digits come next episode. Super exciting. And. Uh, yep. Uh, any last words of wisdom, Vino, for, for the fans? Anyone who hasn't voted for All Star yet, make sure to get Julius Randall in there. Um, and things aren't as they seem. Julius Randle is better than Joel Embiid. <laughs> That's it. All right, Thank everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. <laughs> Until next time.